0: Hello world, welcome to the Daring World Podcast. With your host, Frank Montose. Today I come to you September 24th. Just getting back from three weeks in Europe. Where I offered a, a training in Rome, Italy and then another one in Devon, United Kingdom. And while I was on that journey uh, in between, I got together with some tribe to share a topic that has been percolating within me for a while. I had some ideas that I've been meaning to share with people to get their feedback and how this lands for them. And the topic was, Love, Eros, and Relating. And I offered this first talk, this is the first time I did it, in London. During my week off in between, a couple weeks ago, I give my opinion on uh, the way we've been meeting these topics as well as where we could potentially be going with them in order to give us some keys to uh, more powerful relating. So without further ado, this is uh, my talk from a couple of weeks ago, Love, Eros, and relating, London, United Kingdom. So I want to begin by saying that I'm going to say some things tonight that might not land for you. I'm not here to start any shit. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I'm not here to say I'm right. I'm here to give you a download that is coming through me and that uh, I've been living by in the last while, and I'm ruthlessly committed to it, and it has been expanding my way of being. It's a piece that at first very difficult to take on, to accept and to actually practice. But my experience is the more that I really stay committed to it, the more I've entered into a new dimension of relating, one that has only bringing a new quality of love in my life. I also want to state that everything I'm about to say is c- potentially coming from one of two places the first is deep wounding and deep shadow <laughs> <laughs> maybe avoidance <laughs> and the other one I, is what I truly believe is that <coughs> due to my wounding And my shadow it's put me in a place to venture in new spaces that I am not constantly banging up against a dead end and because of that I've opened a channel to allow information to flow through me that I am actually able and receptive to receive this is what I feel is my authentic truth so, the topic is love, eros, and relating. We know what's going on in our culture. We know that things are hard. We know that, you know, like I said, since 1990, 60% of relationships uh, marriages end up in divorce. Now, If we were social scientists, if we were scientists, if we were mathematicians without without the indoctrination of culture, we would look at these statistics and we would say, or if we were aliens, we would look down and say, these people are using a failing model. And yet, no matter how much it fails, we keep doing it. And it's almost because it feels like we're indoctrinated into something and exploring anything else is painful what is love? Like, let's start there. I don't even want to talk about how we define love culturally. You got a bit of impression of what I wrote on the thing. I'm quite down and pessimistic on the way we move with love. Maybe not this group. Maybe this group is starting to Scratch the surface or see the tip of the iceberg of what is possible. But when we look at mainstream society, we recognize that actually what we call love is not love at all. It's actually fear. It's fear dressed up as love, marketed as a consumer product. And it's a perpetual cycle. So what is love? So for me, primarily, what love is, is it's a state of being. Love is a state. Our manifestation and our existence is an expression of love. We are here, we're alive, and we are here in the image of Source, God, whatever you want to call it. And even that I'm not sure about but we are here, we're an animated being, and so being alive is love. Now, it's a vibration, it's an essence, and it's a choice. Because in every moment, we could choose to vibrate in love, which to me looks like unity unification togetherness or we could vibrate in an energy of fear which ultimately is a vibration of separation it's that there's something separating me from you me from the world me from the situation there is a block and ultimately that comes in from like a discomfort with who we are with our experience Uh, wounds trauma culture whatnot but love is a vibration and so when it comes to what is love in relationship the best definition I have come up with is love is supporting contributing and celebrating the expansion of your beloved supporting contributing celebrating the expansion of the beloved or the person of your affection whatever you want to call it so let's break that down what does that mean Most of the time we get into relationship and we, you know, we want to possess or we feel like, you know, I can't live if living is without you and my jealousy is a representation of how much I care for you. And it's those pieces, again, it's all fear, it's all separation, it's all control, it's all manipulation. And how we have bought that as love is beyond me. But when we see when we choose to get in relation and we say, I want to live my life with you or I want to take this journey with you however long it lasts if we are ultimately truly in the energy of love it can only be supporting, contributing and celebrating the expansion of the other because if I love you The only thing I want to see for you is for you to be your biggest and best expression that supports the most life force to flow through you so that your life can shine, radiate, transform the world and magnetize everything you desire for yourself. How can it be anything else? I haven't I, I can't figure that out I, I can't figure out what else love can be than supporting contributing and celebrating the expansion of the beloved and so if we break this down some more it's fucking scary yes. <laughs> not only is it scary it's really, really, really difficult. Because what it means is that I am ready to forego everything that is important to me, everything that I'm attached to in support of you. And so for me, love, the individual experience of love, my experience of love can only be one directional and that is outward in relationship of course I we go back to love being a state of unity and unity consciousness but if I'm talking about love as a state of relationship or as a state of relating with anybody My experience of love, only my experience of love can only be an expression of giving because that's love. Love is not holding. Love is not hoarding. Love is not negotiation. Love can only be an outpouring of essence. Love can only be an outpouring of care. It can only be this way. Now, sometime in my life, if I'm lucky, I could possibly get to experience somebody else's love for me. But if I am going through my life seeking to receive the love of somebody else, I've already lost connection to my experience of love which can only be an outpouring of generosity. So love is generous, we know this. In order for this to work, there's got to be a ruthless commitment to it. Now, there's also a difference between, you know, we're also human, And we're also living in a very dog eat dog world. And to be ultimately loving in a jungle that is looking to eat you up is quite dangerous, actually. And so, the biggest key that I want to give is like discernment. You got to be discerning. You can't be naive and you can't be giving love to anybody especially fucking black holes of drama and trauma and and all of that we have to understand that what love is but it doesn't it doesn't mean that we are here to save everybody it doesn't mean that we are here to totally be unconditionally giving to every situation so that you'll be basically my biggest challenge with this is being a host for parasites so when you do the brotherhood journey depending who your facilitator is you know we talk about having one hand on the heart and one hand on our sword right and so the one hand on the heart is this piece of I will meet, I am committed to meeting every situation from my heart. I am committed to seeing you as another version of myself and to choose love and to be giving and supportive and celebrating your expansion. But the sword is there as well to cut out what is actually feeding off of you in a very unhealthy way and maybe we're gonna get to a place one day where everybody is vibrating in this essence and therefore it's gonna be much more safe to be that loving but let me tell you life is not safe and this thing about we need safe spaces and I don't feel safe and whatnot to me that's and I apologize again I'm saying that I'm not saying things that are politically correct here it's it's a load of shit we live in the safest time in history we have no saber-toothed tigers uh, outside our fucking doors we have no fear of like poor hygiene leading to disease and, and, <coughs> and death we have no Fear of a simple uh, pneumonia or bronchitis leading to death. We are fucking safe. And at the same time, we are horribly unsafe. Because that's what life is. And so is loving. But if you're going to try to meet the world from safe versus unsafe, you're really meeting the world from the place of How does my personality feel? How does my ego feel? Because ultimately, what is the role of the ego? The role of the ego is survival. It is part of the reptilian brain. The ego needs self-sustainment. The minute there is a threat, it goes into self-preservation. That is the purpose of the ego. But when we live in a time in a life where we are so fucking safe the ego needs a role it's there it's present it needs to justify itself so how does it justify itself it starts to say well i'm with this group of people and i need to show that i am part of this group i am not separated in this group so what must i do in order to feel safe and part of this group in some circles it's a matter of you know, getting the Louboutin shoes or wearing the the, the Dolce Gabbana clothing. It's like I need to prove through my exterior. This is the, the most radical and disgusting expression of ego, right? Where we're so into the superficial that if we can't meet from that place, we will lose our standing and our social class, and I won't be safe because I won't be accepted here. And what's that say about me? Like that's the The biggest exaggeration of the ego playing itself out in order to feel safe. Actually, I want to go into this continuation of the deconstruction of love being the celebration of the expansion of the other. Because what does that look like? It looks like potentially that you're with somebody you're with with a great love and you feel so giving to this person and you want this person to Have all the best things in life And life happens and my beloved Who's been working for NGOs all her life? And her deep desire is to save, and it's perfect, to save the Amazon rainforest, right? It's because she's so committed. And when I see her talk about saving the Amazon rainforest, I see her her eyes light up. I feel her life force energy charged through her body. She is alive and excited. And I'm like, wow, you are so on purpose when you are serving this mission you blow my mind, I'm so inspired by you, your radiance is so intoxicating, I love you, I fucking love you, and then the day comes where she gets the email from the NGO that she's been always wanting to work for. And that NGO is saying we have the best, most awesomest position for you and it comes with the best, most awesomest salary and we're going to, you know, house you and you don't have to pay for your housing. It's like just the best option. The only thing is, is that you can't do it from London. We need you in Brazil. And so Beloved comes to me and tells me honey honey you won't believe it i got remember when i applied and i i got it and i'm like oh my god that's so fucking awesome i'm so happy for you it's like wow what does this mean like how is it gonna do and when I, she's like yeah but i gotta go to brazil for how long forever What do you mean forever? How about us? Well, you could come. Well, you know I can't come. I have my business here. I have my family here. My mom is sick. You know I got to take care of my mom. Like, are you really going to take this job? Well, yeah, it's like what I've dedicated my whole life to. But what does that say about us? What does that mean for us? Well, we could maybe like, like stay in touch and we could visit <laughs> and the salary I'm going to make is going to make it that I could travel and whatever. Well, no, honey. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I can't do this. And then, you know, the drama happens and it unfolds. So that is not supporting, contributing, And celebrating the expansion of the other so why it's so hard is because I need to get through my attachments my attachments to what I thought my life was gonna be my attachments to all the story I had my attachment to how she fucking loves me so good and fucks me so good and am I gonna be able to meet another woman that's gonna just Ravish me the way she does, I'll never find it again. I've just finally revealed all my kinks and I feel comfortable with her. It. And it's like to find somebody else, I'm gonna need to get comfortable with them. I'm gonna have to reveal all of this. They're gonna think I'm perverted and crazy. I'm gonna be rejected. What do you mean? No, you can't go. Please don't go. So, what's love? What's love if you're not seeing that they are in their complete expansion in this situation and I'm going to be holding on with my hooks and my attachments and my reasons? It's not love. It's difficult. It's fucking difficult to love. It's not for the faint at heart. I could give another example because, you know, it's in this lifestyle, right? We're in a relationship It's great. We've been doing it for multiple years. We stood in on an altar. We confessed our love for each other in the eyes of God. We put our hands on Bibles. We committed to be with each other for the rest of our life, to have and to hold in sickness and health, till death do us part. And then somehow along the way, I meet a woman, another woman, and our relationship has been fucking phenomenal. We have a beautiful child. I'm so committed to this relationship. I love her, I love this child, I wanna be with them for the rest of my life. But this woman, she's just blown my mind. She's has this thing about her, and when I'm around her, my body like tingles, and things awake, and i know and i know in the depth of my being that if i connect with this person i have a potential to see and learn things that i have never had access to before Uh, and And so, so I I choose to move. <laughs> so I choose to move in in relation with this woman, and I move into relation which, uh, with this woman. And in this one evening, no matter how many times I've made love to my wife, and she's got all my kinks down, and it's really fucking awesome, and we've got it all down, and it's really good. But it's it's like we have our thing, you know. It's our routine, and it's good, and it's really satisfying and you know sometimes I see God and but 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 this other woman this other woman I connected with her one night and in that moment I got deep profound revelation I got reference points for who I am as a being in a way that I've never had before and so it means something to me And so I want more of it. I want to explore more of it. And so I'm not going to speak about ethical or non-ethical of how I moved into that. But if I come to a place where I know that I need to connect with this woman some more because it's, filling my soul, it's giving me something I've never seen, and I have to turn to my beloved and tell her, I've had this experience, and my beloved says, oh my God, I can't believe you've done this, this is horrible, Blah 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 blah, and it's like, but this is, I've expanded. My beingness is completely expanded. I have more love. I have more energy to feed this relationship, to be more present with your drama, to be more loving with our child when it's going through his things. And I just want to, you know, why can't I have both of it? Why can't I have both of it? No, you can have both of it. We made this commitment and no. And you've cheated on me or you've done this horrible thing and I cannot get over this. And it's like, Is this literally contributing supporting and celebrating the expansion of the other because it's hard to love because it's hard to see beyond one's own needs and say I see that you are completely expanding and shining and I understand that this is giving you something and I am scared shitless that you're gonna leave me but I'm gonna trust that if you go do this that you will be of a grander version of yourself and I'm gonna hope that you're gonna come back to me because I trust that what we have and that what I'm living with us is special enough to have you to come back and to me that is love ultimately if we use that conversation and we speak about, you know, if I'm in a monogamous relationship, if I, you know, were together, there is a better chance that we won't end up broken up because we're monogamous and we only have each other. And if we go into a polyamorous relationship, well, that's so fucking dangerous because you're going to meet so many people or one or two other people that maybe that's going to pull me away from you or that's going to pull you away from me. But it's not the case because regardless if you're in a monogamous relationship or a polyamorous relationship, the chances for breakup exist regardless. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of statements, and you take them as you will, especially the people in female bodies. In my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> Is this <a> trigger warning? <laughs> men are only as loyal as their options, options? as their options. Men are only as loyal as their options. So I'll give you two examples. There's a very good chance you will fall into a moment of disloyalty. So, like, let's say I'm an alpha male. I'm an alpha male. So I'm speaking from that perspective because you know I feel that in my experience, in my history, that okay, I'm going multiple places, but in my experience, in my history, women tell me that I want to be monogamous because you know uh, our relationship is more deep like I'm in monogamy for the depth of monogamy and I'm saying that depth is actually has nothing to do with monogamy what depth is number one is a choice it's a commitment And what i mean by commitment it's a choice to show up for the relationship regardless if you've got two one or five it's a commitment to showing up for the messes and the beauty a commitment to stay in good time and in bad time so most people that they talk about polyamory they're really not talking about polyamory they're talking about uh, promiscuity Conscious promiscuity or ethical promiscuity, whatever we want to call it. But we're not talking about polyamory. Polyamory is loving multiple people. And the whole point of love is actually commitment, is actually showing up and being there when the going gets rough. Not to fuck off because I don't want to be in the, to deal with the the lows of relationship, but, and because I I have all these other delicious things which are like so much of a less of a headache than this one. Mm. That's not polyamory if I'm ready to leave so easily. So depth is the choice, the commitment, radical honesty, and presence. So I said that in the wrong order. Choice, commitment, presence, radical honesty. That's what creates depth. I've been in moments where I've been in relationship with one person. I've been in moments where I've been in deep relationship with five women. But what doesn't change is that I create depth in each one of those relationships because I choose to be present, that I choose to commit, that I choose not to leave when the going gets rough, and I am going to be radically honest, which people don't want to do because... If I'm really honest, she might freak out and she might leave me. So instead of freaking her out and having the chance of losing her, I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to get my cake and eat it too. Which that saying never makes sense because if you're going to have cake, you want to eat it, right? So so this piece of not really being honest because we don't want to actually rock the boat. So for me, polyamory monogamy are as risky as one another because if you're in a monogamous relationship and it's stale for whatever reason I was in a relationship for 13 years it gets stale there's moments where you know uh, there's millionary. my wife is or my partner is in a moment of depression and we haven't had sex in so long and I'm so committed and I stay present and I stay present and I stay present and I'm out in the world and I'm like a decent-looking man and I get hit on once and I I get hit on twice and I get hit on five times and I get hit on nine times and I have said no nine times because I'm super committed to this one relationship and then I get hit on the tenth time and that tenth time I don't say no I go into it just that can ruffle the feathers and can break a relationship so when I say men or women are only as loyal as their options I mean if you're an alpha and you have a lot of options and you're a good person with a lot of integrity you could say no as many times but when the stars align with the bad stuff happening there's a good chance that something off will happen and that could break everything and if I'm a beta male you know everybody knows what a beta male is or a beta being which is somebody that is just happy to be in a relationship and just like, you know, not the best looking person and doesn't really get on, hit on so much and doesn't really have much options. Really choosing a relationship because they want like comfort, ease of access to regular sexuality. I'm like, you guys, you know, I'm, I'm seeing like some deer in the headlight looks, but people choose relationships for this stuff, guys. Like people choose relationships just to be comfortable and have access to all the delicious things and it's not really the best fucking relationship but i stay because it's comfortable and i know it and it's good enough all right and then all of a sudden you go out onto the world and some thing happens and you get hit on by this beautiful being that technically it's like oh my god how how he or she is interested in me i can't believe it it's like well, this thing at home, it's kind of okay, but it's like I'm tired of seeing her in her pajamas all the time, and da-da-da-da-da, and it's actually, I'm going to go do this. And so just that can create a break in, in a matrix, right? So what I'm trying to say with all of that is that monogamy, polyamory, not one is safer than the other. So this idea that we are blocking ourselves, or we're blocking the expansion of our partner, Because we want to create a more secure connection, imaginary secure connection, is a delusion, is an illusion. But if love really is present, then why the hell would they not come back? Because if, I, if, I, if she chose me, or if he chose me, look, I'm mostly hetero, so I'm just going to speak a bit heteronormative, so forgive me for using she when I'm talking about myself, but, you know, use it how you want. Because if, she, if we got into a relationship, and it's long-term, and there's depth, and we're committed, and she's choosing me, well, why wouldn't she come back? Would she not come back, really, because the sex is better than there? better there that's not my experience i've been places where i've been with multiple women and maybe the sex is better with this one but i still love this one because what this one gives me is completely different from this one and this idea that we would get everything from one person is ridiculous you can't, you can't get the intelligent, sapiosexual stirring of everything through the intelligence. I won't get all the, the typical nurturing and loving and devotional energy. from. And, and then there's like all oh, the one that I have this like kinky, wild, dark, taboo mm. sex with. It's like, if you want that all in one package, you're either going to be looking for a long time or trying to change somebody to fit your mold. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And if I love you, I won't put you into that situation of you having to change yourself in order to fit all the things that I want. So I stay present with all the gifts that are available to me. And I trust that I'm good enough to be chosen over and over again, even if there's other options. And so, you know, ultimately the masculine desires freedom and the feminine desires love. And this is within each and every one of us. So it's like what's running at the moment if you're a 27, 28 year old woman who biologically is getting all the coding in the body to say it's baby time, 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 you're not going to be going to look for freedom. And you're definitely not going to be looking for the being outside of you that is wanting freedom. You're going to be wanting the person that's going to be creating the most security, the most comfort, the most safety possible because you don't want to do this alone. And if you're a person that really hasn't had multiple relationships, or you're feeling that your sexuality is a bit stagnant with your lover, and your your masculine comes online, you're like, I'm feeling a bit stifled in this. Our sexuality is quite fucking repetitive. It's not really great. I wish I had something else. I don't want to leave the person. We've built all of this thing together. Our families are awesome. And actually, I just want a taste of something else. I need some freedom to spread my wings, because I am feeling like I'm... I'm getting a second life here I've woken up I've taken an insta and actually what I have here is no longer all of it for me I cannot lie to myself that this is gonna be good enough for me from the age of 40 to the age of 80 or whatever age till I die no I don't want this I need some freedom I need some diversity so not neither is wrong So it's like when we're choosing a mate, when we're getting in relationship, can we be honest with ourselves to say what we're looking for? It's like if we're looking for comfort and safety and, 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 you know, ease, well then own that. If we're looking for, you know, somebody to have a deep relationship with that doesn't tie me down, because I know in my body, like with my ex-wife, I knew in my body that I was not going to stay loyal to her. If, if I was going to have to be monogamous with her, you know, I would have probably cheated. The fact that there was a possibility that we could have threesomes together, that we could swing together, that we could have sex together with other people, kept me loyal. And so I've already mentioned, like, the pitfalls of this polyamorous thing is that don't lie to yourself, don't go around the world saying you're polyamorous when really you just want to be having sex with a lot of people. Don't suck somebody into a fucking relationship and say that we're doing this big, deep thing, but then the minute the going gets rough, you're out because you want to just get laid again. Like, own it. Own the fact that this is just fun for me. I want to meet you, I want to have fun, and like let's just take it where it goes, and no attachments, and, and so on. And, and if you leave, you leave. But if there's a, if you want depth, if you want a deep relationship, that comes with a choice, a commitment, presence, and radical honesty. Because you've got to constantly put the cards on the table. And ultimate to, ultimately for me, One of the best ways to demonstrate love for the other is to actually give them choice. When you're giving your partner choice, you're loving them. What does that mean? It's like doing, I don't know, the safer sex chat. If you've got herpes, we'll say you've got herpes, and give them the choice of whether they want to go down on you or want to be eaten out by you or not. To give them that choice. Don't strip them of that choice. If you want to be with another person, don't fucking cheat. Own it and give them that choice to say, hey, I want to be with another being. I know that this is a rough conversation I'm ready to go into the depths of this conversation to dig through our shadows to see what's available what's there what uh, early childhood wounds do I have what early child attachment style do I have let's look at them let's unpack them and let's look at it. and in the end I give you fully the choice to either be with me as I'm with this person and if it's really important for me to be with this other person I give you the choice to step away but we don't do that sometimes because I don't want to give them the choice to step away because I want them here with me and I want this other thing so we lie or culturally that's what you know all these people that say I'm monogamous I'm monogamous I'm monogamous and their whole life they've cheated and it's like actually you're just like unethically polyamorous Ultimately, love is dangerous. Mm -hmm. We know that we could put our heart on a silver platter for the beloved and it could be totally mishandled and stepped on and squished and that breaks you and puts you in a level of depression that you've never seen before. And that's dangerous. And so... Why are we ultimately in this possessive, fearful aspect of relating is because it all comes down to the fear of death, in my opinion. Death is the great unknown. What we don't know, we fear. So if, it's, if I have a situation that is uncertain, unclear, it puts me in a state of fear because I don't know what the potential outcome is because I don't want to be hurt. But love is completely unknown moment to moment to moment. Monogamy or, you know, captivity is very safe. And ultimately, we don't have to be fearful because we're feeling so safe. And so, for me, it's like, how can we meet the unknown in a progressive way? Well, we could meet the unknown from the place of fear... Or we could meet the unknown from the place of absolute excitement. If you are, if we are in the image of God, and God is the creative life force of the universe, well then, ultimately, we could create anything we desire, but we don't think so highly of ourselves, and so we want to feel safe. So in order to feel safe, we do all these manipulations and machinations so that we kind of get an idea of what's coming around the curve. But love rests in the unknown. And so, to truly being loving, we must ultimately be excited about the unknown, even though it's scary. Like, what's courage? Courage is not moving fearlessly into something. Courage is absolutely recognizing how fucking scared we are and moving regardless. That's courage. Bravery is almost foolish. It's like, nationality you know our country we're gonna do this for our country i'm brave and i'm stupid (laughs) whereas courage is actually saying i'm fucking scared shitless and i'm gonna do it anyway and what i'm asking you to do is to love courageously like feel the fear feel feel the anxiousness but rest in the place that you are creator And so, what the unknown is, is a blank fucking slate for you to draw the future or to create the future that you desire. You must trust that your commitment to love will actually eventually bring you to your creation. The only thing is, it might not look like you envision. But if you stay committed... And you stay with it, and you stay in the energy of love, which is a state and not a doing. It's a beingness, it's a vibration, it's an outward radiation of essence. Of life of being in unity of always coming back to unity it's like when we have a fight we could be great bros but we fight over a woman and it's like how dare you how dare you you're an asshole it's like now we're in separation it's like how committed are you to coming back to love which looks like unity which means commitment which means depth which is choosing to be radically honest being present and being committed to to coming back to the essence of love, which is unification. And so, as we do this, as I've done this, as I've stayed in the mystery, as I've stayed in love with each and every, and stayed in depth and commitment with each and every being that I'm with, I have experienced a texture of love that I could not even have a reference point for in the past because I wasn't loving I was too busy fearing and keeping myself safe and that doesn't mean staying in something that is not good for you I'm not saying that and if you know what you want have your boundaries have your truth, if monogamy is your truth, well then hold to it, but be loving. And if, it's, if your partner is not showing up the way you want to show up, well then have the fucking courage to step away from it and stop trying to make somebody fit the dimension that you want because you're scared to be alone again. So it's like, whether it's monogamy, whether it's polyamory, it doesn't matter. It's staying in the freshness and the aliveness and the excitement of the unknown. Wow, that was intense. I'm really happy how this landed, really happy uh, about finally just getting it out. I hope you too appreciated uh, these ideas. Again, like I said, I don't expect everybody to be a hell yes to it. This is all about exploring different ideas, different potential, and finding out what's uh, best for you. One thing is for certain is that we all have our way to go in regards to how we meet love and how Uh, we hold on to emotional wounds that limit us from uh, truly being loving. So ultimately, if we continue to commit to doing our own personal work, that is probably the most loving act we can give ourselves. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking out the Daring World Podcast. I invite you to check out frankmondose.com for all my uh, tour dates. As well as my other offerings around the world. With love, as I usually say, let love free, because it's the only way we'll ever change anything. Peace.